What does the NC State Bell Tower and a Motel 6 have in common? If you commit, they'll leave the light on for you. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, uh, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. This is Kenton Gibbs. Kenton, have you stayed in Motel 6 before? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Never once in life. Never once in life. No, sir. No, sir. I, I feel like uh, I feel like it's a character building experience that uh, everybody's got to do. Everybody's got to pay their uh, pay their dues at some point in life. So maybe I have I have stayed in a a Motel Six caliber place one time, one time ever. But it was it was for a great cause. It was to support a family member who was achieving the first, who was getting the first ever masters in our family. But ugh. never again. I love you, Kyler. I love you to death. I kill for you. I die for you. The fact that I stayed in that hotel shows that. But. Let's talk some fun stuff. Let's talk I, about some character building recruiting because I, I tell you, know. you what, though, the Motel Six, what one thing we know about Motel Six, they will leave the light on for you. Listen, that that's a different type of red light district. That's a different type of red light district that we red lights we leave it on at NC State. You know what I mean? It's a different type but of let red me, light. Let me tell you about this red light that we've been <laughs> leaving on here at NC State. What a momentous uh, past week in NC State football recruiting. <clears throat> Uh, since we last spoke to everyone here, we mm-hmm. picked up a, a handful of very solid recruit recruits. I don't know what a luck recruit is. Recruits, uh, a couple in the 2024 class, a big one in the 2025 class that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. But Kenton, getting right into it here, a couple key defensive commits uh, for Tony Gibson. He's been he's been rolling, absolutely steamrolling this recruiting season, but. Uh, I believe it was on Friday we had picked up a a, uh, a commitment from four-star safety Ronnie Royal out of yeah. Gulf Shores, Alabama. Chose NC State over schools like Arkansas, Boston College, Florida State, and a laundry list of other schools. And I noticed that once he committed, I started seeing a lot of comparisons to Tanner Ingle. What do you think about a comparison to Tanner Ingle here for Ronnie? Um, Comparing... Comparing him to Tanner Engel, and this is no disrespect to Tanner Engel whatsoever, is, I mean, if if you watch the young man's tape, right? Yes, he brings that downhill thump and all that. He's a little bit taller, a little bit longer, a little bit more fluid, a little faster. And this is no disrespect to Tanner. No disrespect to Tanner. Phenomenal player. Phenomenal player. If this young man has the career that Tanner had, Hey, I'm not mad at it. However, I believe that his ceiling exceeds that. I believe that he, and this ain't a situation where it's like, oh, we we got uh, we got Tanner Ingle with a Gucci belt here. No, 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 no. We got a full blown like this guy's. He's one of those ones of safety that you know you can in in Tony Gibson's system. If you're gonna be a safety, uh, you're gonna do a lot. 
they're going to do a lot. You're going to blitz sometimes. You're going to be a deep third sometimes. You're going to be a deep half sometimes. You're going to be man with a, 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 a slot or a tight end t- sometimes. And this young man, Mr. Royal, he has the ability to do all of it and has shown the capability to do all of it at a high level so far. Now, granted, that's at the high school level. And we're projecting, of course, how he'll how his game will translate to uh, the college level. But if you watch his tape, he really has been asked to do it all. And he does it phenomenally. Yeah, when I started seeing these comparisons, by nature, I felt like I had to see what everybody was here. So jumped over to some highlight footage for Mr. Royal. And yeah, Kenton, I agree with you. I think his ceiling is higher than a Tanner Ingle because in what I saw, and yes, granted, this is at the high school level, but thinking back to, I believe it was either 2017 or 2018, remembering Tanner Ingle's high school tape, Ronnie Royal looks like a little bit further developed. He looks, a little, he's got, you know, I think he has increased ball skills and he he's very physically imposing over the middle. So yeah, I think, you know, Tanner Ingle, that's a great comparison with the last, you know, excellent four years that he's given us. But mm-hmm. I think we're going to get even more out of Ronnie Royal here in uh, in the secondary. Oh, 100%. 100%. And not only that, I think one of the biggest things that benefits, um, benefits Royal here is he's got the benefit of playing alongside. He's going to have the benefit of playing alongside an illustrious defensive backfield. I mean – we're talking about is this the best defensive backfield or def- best defensive back class that NC State ever signed in terms of last year's class? Well, when he gets on campus, those guys are going to be a year older, have soaked up some knowledge. Some of them will have played already and been in that game action, seeing those live bullets flying at him um, for, you know, for, for lack of a better term there. And he's going to be walking into that where he's the young pup. He's the guy that's got to prove himself, the guy that got to learn, guy that got to do all the things amongst a defensive back group that is loaded, that is going to be a strong point of this team. So, you know, I think that this is a great situation all around. And, uh, you know, hats off to to Gibson. You've done it again. You've done it again. Now keep doing it. Because like Grayson said, we're going to leave the light on for you at NC State. Perfect segue there talking about defensive backfield, though. We also picked up a a three-star corner out of Norcross, Georgia. This is Javon. I believe his last name is pronounced Bailey, but it's B-A-L-Y. Javon Bailey uh, picking NC State over a big-time list of his own, including Miami, South Carolina, Texas A&M, Wake Forest, and Wisconsin, just to name a few. But like Bailey, uh, and le- or sorry, like Royal, Bailey's also been one of these priority targets uh, on the defensive end, and NC State's been recruiting them for over a year now you know, repeatedly being present, showing up, making them known that you, we need you here in Raleigh and getting it done on both fronts. Yeah. It speaks to this incoming uh, defensive secondary class. We talked about how it's potentially the best one we've seen here uh, coming into Raleigh this year. And we've already gotten a couple big time targets to supplement the class. And next year also have another safety in Brody Barnhart uh, to add to that list as well. So Gibson's really, you know, this secondary, he's churning out prospects here. You know, you look at guys like like Tanner Ingle, like Tyler Baker-Williams. You got an Aiden White currently still on campus. A lot of big-name guys. Shaheen Battle, to name another one. A lot of big-name guys to, you know, conjure up all this experience and then just pour into these younger kids coming in. I think there's going to be a lot of big-time heavy hitters, 
big time, you know, islands, lockdown coverage corners. A lot to be excited about in defensive secondary for NC State. I think Javon Bailey is uh, massively underrated. I'm not just saying that because he's an NC State guy. He can do it on both sides of the ball. He's shown the ability to do so to, to go at a high level on both sides of the ball whenever he's given the opportunity to do so. And even beyond that, this is, you know, when you talk college football, you're talking projection. You're talking what you expect them to be at the next level and all that. You don't see too many corners six feet and above with uh, very fluid hips and just natural ball skills. One of the things that you see a lot with taller guys, they get handsy, they reach, and at the moment of truth, they just tend to panic at times for no reason. You don't see a ton of that with Javon Bailey. You don't see a ton of it. And uh, with that being said, he could be something special in this class going forward. A lot of more exciting recruits to look forward to. We're going to talk about uh, a big quarterback recruit that we landed for the 2025 class after a quick word from our sponsors, FanDuel. Get yourself over to FanDuel and take your first swing betting on Major League Baseball and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. That's right. If you bet just $20, you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's right. $200 you can earn back from betting just $20 on anything from the money line, hitting home runs, over, under, and uh, run spreads. This is all coming on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to... There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get $200 back in bonus bets. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get $200 back in bonus bets. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. So Kenton, now of course, yes, I do want to talk about our incoming 2025 quarterback recruit in Will Wilson. This one, I'm sure, was on the radar of some, but to land this commitment kind of around all these 2024 guys, it's like, well, where did this just come from? And at the same time, it feels like even more momentum because, you know, landing a quarterback that is highly sought sought after, like a Will Wilson, um, you know, that helps build those building blocks for further classes even sooner than maybe even anticipated. So what's your early stage takes on Will Wilson here? You know, Will Wilson is a guy that he's a dual threat quarterback. He's got the wheels on him. And and of course you talk about that and you look at that, but even beyond that, this is a guy that when you hear about him, when you hear about his coaches and all that talk about him, you hear about a guy that's first one in last one out. You hear about a guy that's dedicated, that's hardworking, that studies the game, that takes game preparation extremely serious, that takes every rep in practice to heart. And that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. I'm going to tell you something now. This phrase has been uttered a million times, but I don't give a darn. I'll utter it a million more. And it will be uttered a million more times by people outside of me because it's true. You have a chance to be a great team when your best players are your hardest workers. And if Will Wilson turns out to be an absolute impact player at the most important position in the game, and he is one of the hardest workers on the team, if not the hardest worker, that is a recipe for success because it permeates and it spreads. If the guy who's getting all the publicity, the guy who's getting all the love, the guy who everybody is saying, oh yeah, he's 
he's a star quarterback, he's doing this and all that. If they're showing up early, if they're showing up to voluntary meetings, if they're showing up to film study, if they're watching film on their own, trying to be the best that they can be, who are you to not do the same? And, you know, it, it, to to have uh, to be rated as a hot three-star when he's still, I want to say, what, two years away from graduation, yep. that'll likely go up. He'll likely be uh, a four, possibly even five-star going forward. But with that being said, the future is to be told for this young man. I'm excited to see what it holds for him. And uh, excited to see what he looks like in the red and white. Yeah, I, I read a little bit in an article, um, I believe it was with Pack Pride, that spoke to Will Wilson a little bit around you know his thoughts and feelings and committing to NC State. And one thing he kept circling back to is that NC State was the first school to offer him, and that stuck with him through this recruiting process, and ultimately won over his loyalty. And so you know, again, like I just mentioned, to to knock out you know a pivotal piece of, I guess, any recruiting class and a quarterback to get this done already, you can, you can now start to expand that spider web outward and start to, you know, reel in these wide receivers that we're so desperately after uh, to get to NC state or further, you know, offensive players, offensive line players, anything you could want a lot of times more often than not, you can see that circling around a, a big time quarterback prospect. And I think that is something that we're looking at here with Will Wilson, you know, Quarterback of the future is a term that we keep speaking about here, uh, especially at NC State because of MJ Morris kind of now waiting in the wings uh, for Mm -hmm. his shot because we do project him to be a rock star once he takes over the reins. But, you know, to to look now just a little bit further and have Will Wilson, another guy now beyond MJ, as, you know, I guess it is arbitrary now with the transfer portal, but to to have, I guess, a, a temporary sense of uh, security there to, to know who's coming next and to start to build those building blocks uh, toward that 2024, 2025 class. It's a big deal. It, it can't be understated. It's absolutely a big deal, but I also do want to kind of pivot here, Kenton and uh, discuss, you know, the, the big time wide receivers in the 2024 class that we're still kind of anxiously waiting to hear from. I know yeah. of course that this is talking about Alex Taylor Jonathan Paler and Terrell Anderson, just to name uh, those three. I know we're also waiting on a Keenan Jackson uh, and Jordan ship as well. We're all, they were also in the fold, but I believe all four, if not all five of them have announced their commitment dates all coming within the next couple weeks here. Um, I've seen some projections. I don't necessarily mean a whole lot when it's all said and done. Uh, I've seen a couple crystal balls, but there's still time for NC state to, to land multiple of them and can't stress enough how imperative it is, whether it is just one, two, by, by the grace of God, we get three of these guys, you know, it's, there's a lot riding on this, I think, but just the, the anxiety of having to wait to, to hear something is, is a lot. So Ken, what do you, what do you kind of anticipate in these next couple weeks out of these five receivers that we're starting or seeking? You know, I, I look at this group and I say to myself, you talk about having a, a potential big time quarterback to, to rally around, to rally around and, and to have everybody kind of say, Hey, this is going to be the start of this thing. And everybody's going to build from there. And in that class, you've got a guy like Cedric Bailey committed. That is a, a really, really big time guy. And I mean, physically, 
big, 6'6", 180, has the, the, the physically imposing size that you would want to see out of a quarterback and all that. He's a little thin, but, of course, who isn't in high school? Um, with that being said, you, you're going to start to see a situation where, as I've already said, it comes down to what NC State puts out on the field. It's great if we can get these guys great, good, wonderful. If we can't, you know, to me, being in the top three, top five doesn't really matter. It's about getting pinned to paper. It's about getting boots on the ground. It's about getting guys coming to NC State. That's what this thing is about more than anything else to me. Uh, but with that in mind, again, just win ball games. Win ball games, and you'll make it really, really hard for guys to leave the state. If you're not just winning, you're dominating. Why would anybody want to leave? As much as you know, as much as people say, like, oh, well, there are just a lot of players who just want to go and explore the world and all that. Sure, there are even more who want to play in front of uh, mom and pop and grandma and grandpa and uncles and aunties and nieces and nephews and brothers and sisters. There's even more. There's always going to be more. Always. So with that in mind, you've got a hotbed of talent. Keep the talent there. Keep the talent there. That's win these ball games. And if we can come up with some of these recruiting battles, that'll of course help us win these ball games and all that. But at the end of the day, it is good to feel this feeling and be in competition for some of these studs that are just, you know, they are absolute playmakers. And to be in this conversation is good. But getting them to sign the dotted line, getting them to commit, that's what's great. Yeah, you you make a great point about winning because quite simply, you know what helps with recruiting in 2024 and 2025? Winning games in 2023. You win games, you win some hardware, you're going to see those guys start to pour in. And while we're still working on that, we're still trying to raise that ceiling. But, you know, getting it done on the recruiting trail it's going to pay off eventually. I know NC State fans are tired of hearing the word eventually, but we're a lot closer than folks think. I know, you know, year in and year out, it seems like things just seemingly go one way or another, but we're, we're so close. And to be on the fringe of these big name recruiting guys like this, each guy that we land gets us just a little bit closer. And so we have to obviously continue that progress. In just a second, we're going to continue conversation about winning after a quick word from our sponsors. So, Kenton, this uh, this last piece here, I want to talk about the Director's Cup. Um, so I, I think, you know, some people are kind of here and there on the Director's Cup. I'm not sure how much people truly, you know, buy into the Director's Cup, but it is signifying the nation's top all-around athletic programs. And NC State is a school that has a lot of fans that pride ourselves on caring about everything, not just the main guys like football, basketball, women's basketball, baseball, whatever, you know, what, what have you. But to, to achieve a level of, you know, all-around success that NC State's been striving at here and finishing in 19th place nationally for 22-23, that is a good accomplishment. Fifth in the ACC. Uh, behind UVA, UNC, Duke, and Florida State, but that's good company. And so, you know, NC State, you know, repeatedly being in this Director's Cup and inching higher and higher and higher and higher as this continues to go on, it is a sign of further success, further progress as an athletic program uh, here as a whole. I hate to be this guy. I hate to be this guy. I hate to do it. 
I'd hate to do it. We know that we're good at all the other sports. We know. We expect to win at all of the we're nobody is surprised by popping company dominating on the mat. Nobody is surprised by our swimming program being one of the best in the nation. Women's tennis, y'all did surprise us a little bit this year. Keep it up. Great job. Great job winning the ACC championship, getting to the national championship. Great job. But we know. We expect it. NC State fans are clamoring for the one of the big three to bring them home some hardware. We're looking at you, Mr. Keats, Mr. Dorn, Mr. Avent. We're looking at you. The, the, the Director's Cup is amazing. It's phenomenal. NC State fans care about it, and, and rightfully so. It is good to know. I mean, it is. Let's not lie and pretend like, oh, there's no bragging rights or there's no pride in being good at multiple things. But those big three, show me something. Show me something now. Let me see what you got. It's funny you mentioned that because I guess like the, in the category of all the other sports is probably the reason we even make this list, to be quite yeah. honest with you. Because we have been you know, dominant in wrestling and swimming and cross-country, that's mm-hmm. the reason you're seeing us on this list. And Back-to-back back natties in cross-country, I believe. That's right. Caitlin Tui, maybe the maybe one of the greatest NC State athletes that no one really talks about that much. Nothing but uh, respect for my goat. Nothing but respect for my goat, Miss Tui. Nothing but respect. But um, you know, I I I saw a couple snide remarks uh, on Twitter about Boo Corrigan receiving uh, a sizable bonus for this. Um, I do think you might want to slide a Venmo over to Debbie Yao for (laughs) for some of this success as a lot of her hires are still here um, and continuing to raise the bar for NC State success. But Mm -hmm. NC State as a whole here, the main point is we're trending in the right direction as as an everything school. You hear about Tennessee or, you know, these other schools claiming to be an everything school. NC State is slowly starting to earn that same recognition across the board. And it's a delight, delight to see. It truly is. So. You know, we're, shout out to Boo Corrigan, shout out to Debbie Yao, shout out to the athletic program at NC State. Hopefully, uh, continued success there. Of course, we of course want to see it always, but it's a uh, a bright light of things to come. Um, another thing I want to talk about here, you know, since we last spoke, um, Terquavion Smith and Jarkel Joiner have both signed NBA deals. Uh, Baby T, Terquavion Smith, I guess somewhat shockingly, did not get drafted on draft night, but very quickly put pen to paper with the Philadelphia 76ers uh, before that night ended. And I believe just the next day, Jarkel Joyner put pen to paper with the, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, you know, just kind of echoing what we talked about last week in this, this NBA representation for NC state is super important. And so, yes, it is good for these guys to sign these deals and start to get their feet wet in the NBA process, but, I truly hope that we can see the two of them make it to that final destination, which is the league. Cause it would be, you know, of course, good for them for a personal standpoint, but for NC state as well. Yeah, for sure. And these are two guys that you love to root for because I, me personally, I, I believe that there are like multiple different categories or, or types of players and all that in every sport, but in basketball in particular, I find it so interesting that like, when people talk about Jimmy Butler, you say, what's his ability or skill? He just plays really hard. That's it. His and like that's buckets. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing, right? And so when I when I look at these two, these are two guys that just play 
really hard. Even when Terquavian Smith is struggling, even when his shot is not falling, in, in his sophomore year, his freshman year, yeah, he would kind of fade away into oblivion and not do much. His sophomore year, he found ways to impact the game positively when his shot wasn't falling. Jarkel Joyner is a guy that, I mean, he only knows one speed. He only knows one speed, and he runs it as much as he can, as hard as he can, for as long as he can. He's passionate. He's going to give in guys faces at times. He's going to do the, the yelling back and forth and all that because that's how much this game means to him. It's great to see these two representing the Wolfpack going forward in the NBA. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us here on this Thursday. As always, thank you for giving us a listen. Thank you for tuning in. On your way out the door, drop us a like. Toss us some comments. Uh, Tell us what you think about Dave Dorn and the football recruiting. Tell us your projections on these couple wide receivers we're still waiting to hear from. And just let us know how you're feeling overall about this recruiting summer that we got going on here. Kenton, any final words? It's a hot light summer. It's a hot light summer, folks. That red light is going to stay lit. It's going to stay happening because this, like I said, if you build it and if you spend it, they will come. And it seems like NC State has increased their spending on recruiting. It seems like NC State is taking winning the battles in the living room more seriously now. And it the results are showing. We're, we're raking in guys that are just phenomenal athletes. And like I said, it's all cyclical. You get the better players. You win more games. You win more games. You get better players. You know, we're we're good at player development, but it's no more this rose that grew in concrete mess. Let's put you in a beautiful, uh, some beautiful soil, beautiful fertile soil. Let's see what we get out of that. You got to spend money to make money, as they say. But, again, that'll do it for us here on this Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. Go Pack. Go Pack.